Welcome to Pulling Weeds, the podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. We'd like to remind you that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the people on the podcast. Do not reflect the views and opinions of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association or any of its sponsors. Going international now. Tom Heap, welcome to Pollen Weeds Podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's uh, an honor to be on. Um, love listening. Uh, and thank you for being here this week. Helping us out. Yeah, it's been a great opportunity. You're the 17th guest we've had on. Wow. So we've got some good stuff for good sure. Stuff. Do you listen to uh, to podcasts? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, probably listen to about 20 roundabout. Okay. So, yeah, really enjoy them. Insightful stuff and yeah, really cool. Turf podcast or other things or a combination of both? Oh no, I'm on about the pulling weeds podcast. Oh, here. yeah, there you go. That's I'm, what, yeah. I'm, I'm all in. Okay. Oh yeah, that's awesome. So we're, we're <laughs> we love having uh, listeners on. That's oh, great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, let's. Uh, you and I see each other out there on the course a good bit. I'm yeah. doing data on the front, and at least yeah, yeah. the last few days, you're you're managing the moisture. Yep. Very important job. Yep. You're uh, keeping me on my toes. So. Well, Charles is keeping me on my toes. Good. You never Good. know what's going to happen with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, have you, uh, this your first time managing moisture for the tournament, or for have you done that in the past? Uh, this is the first time for tournament. Um, obviously, regular day-to-day I've done, uh, but this is first time under, under stress, under pressure. Um, but, no, really enjoying it, coping well with it. Um, green seems to be taking it really really well uh i mean as you know how firm they are i mean firm and fast baby it's it's brilliant it is it is and yeah i've watched you out there you know checking with the tdr and yeah you know precise hand watering yeah. I, I respect that yeah you gotta be man yeah you do so. hopefully this rain holds off i, th- I think it's uh it's trending the right way uh, yeah it? it's trending so yep. i think i think we're gonna get lucky and it's uh yeah, firm and fast all weekend. That's right. So. Yep. We can't. We don't want them tearing it up out there, do we? No. I mean, no. this is we're in prime position right now. They're they're struggling out there. This is uh, this is good. It is. It's fun. So, um, where are you from, Tom? So, originally, I'm yep. from 20 miles north of Manchester, a little town called Blackburn. Okay. Um, yeah, got in the in the industry. Um, oh, straight out of school, um, and yeah, I, I I always loved mowing lawns and football pitches and all all stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I started off. In fact, it was I played golf um, at my local golf club, uh, Richton Golf Club, and I've played golf there since I was ten. And the the head greenkeeper Kev, he's I think he's coming up to, I think he's coming up to probably thirty years there now. Wow. So he's, he's been there a long time. It's only a small little nine hole golf club, um, but the membership is absolutely fantastic. Every time I go home, it's like I've never been away. Uh, and it was Kev that I reached out to, um, obviously coming out of high school, and I was like, hey. 
I, I kind of like this. Is, is there any any opportunities? Um, thankfully and luckily, he, um, he said, let me make a phone call. And, and an opportunity came up um, at Shore Hill Golf Club uh, in Chorley. And uh, I did my apprenticeship there uh, for three years, uh, which is work-based education. Um, yeah, um, and I, I fell in love with it. And to tell the truth, I don't think I've worked a day in my life. It's not a job if you love it, is it? No, it's it's. I, you live for it. You live for it. I I, I can tell that about you. Just yeah. the way you carry yourself out there, and I've been fortunate in my career to be around a lot of different international um, yeah. greenkeepers and turf grass managers, and um, yeah, you're all about business. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I've actually been to Manchester. Oh really? Yes, I have. Yep. Soccer? No, on a back in the late '90s on a study abroad. It was one oh, of nice. many tri- um, places in Europe that I went on that trip. But we flew into Manchester and was spent. It re- was it raining? Uh, no, it was beautiful. Wow. Yeah, we flew in. There was the first where we landed on the trip. I was there for six weeks, but um, a little jet lagged and everything. But oh, we yeah. spent a few days there. Nice place. Yeah, it's uh, Manchester city centre is. Yeah, uh, it's very cool. It's cool. Yep. There's a lot to do. There's a lot going on. Obviously, all the sports teams there. Yeah, it's uh, Manchester is a pretty good place. So your apprentice program that you did, mm-hmm. um, that's more common in Europe, isn't it, than, than here in the States? Yeah, that's, that's, what, I've, that's what I've noticed. Um, it's very hands-on, uh, but the, they do offer the full-time yes. um, education as well. But... Being 16 years old, having money coming into your bank account mm-hmm. at such a young age and, and going out working, I, I think the, the sense of reward and, you know, you kind of grow up a little bit quicker yep. that way, you know. Now, um, is that program supported just through the club, or does the local so, government help that? Or how, how, yeah, I guess so, how does that so, work over there? So I, I did it um, through my school college. Um, I had Chris Tiplady as my um, tutor, and he would come out a couple of days a week, uh, and we'd work through our um, our courses. And yeah, we we had a good time. Um, I remember he, he really pushed me towards the end because I was slacking a little bit. I was a, I was a young lad slacking, you know. At that, that age, I was kind of, you know, finding beer and women and you know what it is. I do. I know so, a little bit about that myself. Oh, yeah. Both so. per, per, personally and um, in my new role. But, yeah, it's um, we've all been there, yeah. you know. But that's cool. Um and then the greenkeeper that you worked for, he was part of it as well. Yeah, yeah. So all the um, what we do, we we do like practical tests, and, and Chris had come out, and we'd, we'd go through grass idents, tree idents, <laughs> weed idents, you know, uh, and we walk around and 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 go through all that, um, and then we'd have set coursework, and you know building a green or we'd have to do the budget for it you know stone piping every zone all yeah. that good stuff it's so very similar to what the students at our at our college yeah. go through but the the one thing that really i think i kind of benefited from was that we were doing that 
at the same time, we, we were redoing one of our greens, so I got the full experience. Yep. So, so he would uh, help us along the way, uh, which was which was great. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a good way to learn the trade, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a hands-on person. I could never ever see myself sat behind a desk. I I I, I learn by doing. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, there's there's ways to learn and do that. Obviously, people are some people are more academic based, but myself, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a hands-on person. How long have you been here at Quail Hollow? So I arrived back. Um, to Quail Hollow on the, oh, I think now, I think it was the 2nd of December in 2021. Okay. Um, now, before that, I was, I came here on the Ohio State program. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that was an absolutely amazing experience for, for me. Um, I'd kind of worked towards coming on the Ohio State program. Um, in years prior, I'd worked out in Europe, in Sweden, a couple of courses in Sweden and out in Austria. Um, and I was trying to, it was kind of systematically um, trying to make sure I was ready to come to America because I knew how professional it was over here. So I, I kind of went to certain places to make sure I was ready to come here. And also being away from family. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I could spend six months or two years or it ended up being four years away from family, then I knew that I could come here and it would be fine. You know, um, that, that was a big thing. Um, but yeah... The Ohio State program, uh, I came here in 2018, October 2018 um, to 2019. Uh, and in that year, um, we actually did the driving range renovation and the short game here. Uh, so, again, a lot of hands-on experience uh, and also learning because, hey, we don't have warm season grasses back home. <laughs> no, you do not. No, we do not. So... Obviously, learning all about that, just being a sponge and, and, and taking everything in. Um, and coming to the end of that, um, that time at Quail, me and Keith had to sit down and said, hey, I felt that this was the right place for me to kick on in my career and progress and develop. And I believe that Keith is... is one of the best guys to to study under, to learn from, uh, and I'm glad I've got him as a mentor because that guy he can grow some badass grass. Yes, he can. I think we're all of us that are fortunate enough to know him feel the same way. We're oh. glad to have him here, and oh, yeah. yeah, you're in, you're in a great spot. So yeah, the Ohio State program. You mm-hmm. mentioned that earlier. Yeah, the you know the it's been around for a while, hasn't it? Oh yeah, I think it. It's that, think i want to mike if you're listening please don't be mad if i get this wrong i'm sure it's mid 80s yep um but yeah i mean it's 
it's such an amazing opportunity for people all around the world, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and I don't know whether some people, some Americans don't, I think they don't realize that it goes the other way as well, yes. you know. Um, I mean, people go to Ireland, people go to Scotland. Mike, Mike can, can get you in some really, really good places, yes. top-end places. Um, with great experience, culture, di- cultural differences as well, you know, experiencing different cultures. Um, it's not all about turf, you know. It's about, it's, a, it's about this. Me and you sat down, networking, yes. meeting people. Um, because, hey, down the road, I might need you and say, hey, can I come down and take a look at whatever you're doing or yep. vice versa, you know. We got to stick together. Exactly, exactly. So, but yeah, um, the Ohio Ohio State program is, uh, I I can't speak highly enough of it. It it is a good thing, for sure. And like you said, it's, um, some Americans do take advantage of that, but probably not enough. And and you're right, if if we got some people out there listening that are interested in that, that's, because going to different countries, um, it really... It's an expanding experience, and obviously yeah. you live it in Sweden and Austria. I yeah, mean, that's still Europe, but that was out of your country. Yeah, you know, that was out of your comfort yeah. zone as a yeah, young boy I mean, in England, right? I, I know a, a twenty-year-old boy jumping on a plane, um, going to Sweden for the first time, not knowing what any of the road signs are or what any you know, they don't really speak our language. How do I get from A to B? You know, you you kind of grow grow up a little bit. You've cool golf courses in Sweden too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I was fortunate enough to to uh, work under Barry Crawford at P- uh, was the PGA Sweden of national uh, PGA Sweden national. Um, and my my lord, that that property was absolutely stunning. Um, two world class golf courses. Um, range facility was absolutely brilliant. So, but yeah, um, absolutely beautiful country. Yes. Absolutely beautiful. Um, but yeah, good beer as well. Yeah, good food too. Great food. Yeah. Great food. I've, I've got, I've got Swed- Swedish ties. My grandmother was born in Sweden. And All right. She used cool. to, you know, make some Swedish dishes and whatnot. Oh, and yeah, so, um, and Austria had to be. Beautiful and it's yeah. right too. Oh. With the Alps and was it yeah. a, was the course up in the mountains or was so, it down in so, a lower elevation? So it was it was called Fontana Golf Club. Um, it was a Doug Carrick design. Um, it was just outside Vienna, uh, probably about ten miles outside of Vienna, um, and it was not your traditional Austrian golf course. It was big, grand. Americanized. Um, it was a stunning property. Uh, the mountains, the first Alps in uh, first mountains in the Alps in the background. Um, course conditioning was absolutely second to none. Uh, Martin uh, and Matthew Miller, they they really really taught me a lot. Um, that's when I first started taking an interest into irrigation. Um, spray hawking you know really getting into the nitty-gritty stuff uh and that and that's 
that's really where I started setting myself up to come over to America. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was great. I really enjoyed my two years out in Austria, and I would go back there in a heartbeat uh, mm-hmm. on vacation because that place is absolutely stunning. Yep. You can you can get around most places in Europe with your as an American or an, oh, yeah. or somebody from yeah. from from the UK with, yeah. with your English. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, Austria. I'm assuming I've never yeah. been there, but I'm yeah. assuming you can Vienna. You can get around, can't you? Yeah, majority of people. Don't be speak. scared. You got to go. Don't be scared. Yes. Just, just pack do your it. Bag and, uh, pack your bag and go. Yeah. And my experience I had over there the six weeks that I was in. I don't know nine different cities over the six mm-hmm. weeks and had a huge impact on me and oh, you know just to see things and I've cherished that a yeah. lot. It's it really does open your eyes. Yes, it really does. So when you and I were chatting before, you mentioned Glen Eagles as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so whilst I was um, <clears throat> whilst I was in in between um, coming back with visas and whatnot, um, I actually did a little stint at Glen Eagles. Uh, up in Scotland with Craig Holden, who's, uh, I think he's just left, um, I think he's gone to Bernhard now, he's the um, Director of Education for Bernhard Grinders, Okay. Um, and Stevie Lindsay, uh, Stevie Lindsay, in fact I spoke to him, I think it was a couple of days ago, he, he messaged me, uh, wishing us all the, all the luck and well wishes, so, but yeah, really, really enjoyed my time up there. Um, Wow, breathtaking. Yep. Uh, that property, again, phenomenal. What do you call that area of Scotland where Glen Eagles is? Uh, I'd like it's not to, in the I'd, Highlands, right? Well, it's kind of. Let's, let's think about it. I'd, I'd probably say it's just at the start of the Highlands. Okay. Yeah, let's yep. go with that. Okay. Let's go with that. If, if anybody's listening out there and I think I'm wrong, then I'm, I'm sorry, but. Tom, you don't know how many times I've been wrong on here. It's almost <laughs> in a, every recording I mess something up, so it's it's par for the course. Don't sweat it. Um, yeah, that. Uh, but different than what people normally think of when they think of Scottish courses or links courses. Yeah, I mean, you ultimately, if you say Scotland and golf, you automatically think of St Andrews, you know, Turnberry, Muirfields, and they're all links golf courses. You you get away from the coast and there's some little gems on the on the inland you know um, one being at Octorada Golf Club right next to Glen Eagles um, what a great golf course mm-hmm. um, it's a lot shorter obviously um, but it's oh, it's it's a beautiful golf course a lot of good inland courses in England too yeah what are some of your favourites in England yeah um well, actually, one of my favourite golf courses. Um, so, growing up, our area, we we played junior team games, and uh, we were fortunate enough to have uh, a couple of bigger clubs in our area. Uh, one being uh, Clitheroe Golf Club, and the other being Pleasanton Golf Club. Um, both of them used to hold the, uh, I think it was the Open Regional Qualifying. Um, okay, and those two golf courses. I mean, I'd say Pleasanton's my favourite, followed closely by Clitheroe. But those two golf courses are absolutely, yeah, phenomenal. Where's the Belfry? Is that is that a Manchester? Belfry is further down. It's in the Midlands, like closer to Birmingham. Okay, okay. So, 
They got a rich history of uh, big time matches out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yes, they do. Well, speaking of big time matches, we're coming up in is it September or October? The Ryder Cup in in Rome. Yep. Yeah, looking forward to that. Hope should we, be uh, cool. Well, we we owe you guys one. You do. You do. We do. Love the name of that course, Marco Simone. Oh, I don't know what that means or what that is. I just think it sounds cool. It's very Italian. It is. <laughs> it is. I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah. I didn't get to the President's Cup up here when y'all hosted, but I did get a chance to go to it in 17 at Liberty National. Liberty National, yeah. Those events are, yeah, I mean, match, they're match, bucket list. Match play events are so much fun. Yep. Um, you're not. You're not really um, waiting around all day, you know, in between shifts. You, you're out there. We we had walking greenkeepers with with the uh, yep. uh, president's cup. So if anybody was in the bunker, we would rake the bunker for them. Um, did you get to do that? Yes, I, I did it on the last day um, of the singles with Sun J M. Yep, and Cameron Young. Nice uh, and being inside the ropes as well. I mean, yeah. you can you can hear the, the the conversation over the shot. You know, what are we going to take here? Is it a five iron? Is it a six iron? What's the wind doing? Uh, and it's great to get an insight on on how they actually go about their job. Yeah, that's one of the best things about coming to golf events, in my opinion. Is if you're you can get really close to yeah. the players and. Yeah. You don't really have that in a lot of other professional sports. No. And you can, even when you're, when you're outside the ropes, when you're yeah. inside, for sure, but even outside, um, especially on tees, and listen to yeah. that conversation. And I mean, even, even the sport itself. We could go to a, a golf course that the PGA Tour has been on, and we can pay money and go and play the exact same golf course that some of our... our um, Heroes, our heroes. Yeah, yeah that's that's what that's the yeah. word I was looking for. Then our heroes have played on, you know, and and I think that's so special. It is, you know, you can hit the same shot that Luke uh, Jamie Donaldson hit into fifteen at Glen Eagles, for instance. Yep. You know, uh, it's yeah, it's it's really cool. It is. I I like that aspect of volunteering here too. The, you can get out there and yeah. watch golf, and yeah. um, I love golf, and always have enjoyed watching professional golf. So that's part of it for me. Yeah, I see you over there watching the TV. You're you're keeping oh, yeah. up with what's going on. Oh yeah, yep. I'm, I'm keeping up with Tommy Fleetwood. So. There you go. He's looking good. Yeah. Are you Tom. a Terrell Hatton guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, and it, I'd like to see an Englishman win this tournament. Yep. Um, Got Aaron Ray out there, yeah. right? Yeah. Aaron Ray. Um, who else is there? There's a, there's a couple others. Yeah. Um, in fact, I saw Seamus Power as well. Uh, we we got a, a an ex Irish intern from the Ohio State program as well, who's really good friends with uh, Seamus Power. So I saw him out there earlier. So yeah. So what? Run through the other international um, team members here. Yeah. So currently, um, well, we got who we got we got Lachlan Sutton. He's he's from Australia, just outside of Brisbane. Th- those they, um, those those Queensland people, oh they yeah. they know golf. Oh yeah, and, and they know golf course maintenance, don't they? Yeah. Um, we got Mitch Holly. He's from Brisbane as well. He's from Australia, Brisbane. Yep. Um, we got 
a South African from Pretoria, mm -hmm. Herman. Um, he's just turned up actually two days ago. So great timing <laughs> for him to turn up. Um, <laughs> coming in hot, huh? Yeah, coming in hot. Um, and yeah, I, th I think that, I think that's it right now for internationals. A couple international volunteers, yeah. Too. Um, like I said, Sergi, um, he he actually finished his program in January and flew back out just for this tournament. Mm -hmm. um, he was part of the overseed process, and uh, he wanted to come back and see the finished product, you know, for tournament time. Which is, uh, yeah, I, I, hats off to him for spending all that money coming back out here and and seeing well. It is a family. It is. And you know, and it's just like seeing old pals and brothers and sisters, you know. Yeah, and, you know, it's just an investment in yourself. Yeah. You know, you're going to get out of it. If you yeah. want to get out, you can get whatever you paid, you can get out of it. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, oh, yeah. that's great. I don't, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, you're a full-time employee here now. Yeah. Yep. And um, what yep. exactly is your title? So I'm an assistant in training right, right. now. Okay. Um, yeah, we're, um, I'm trying to work my way up and, like I said, being a sponge, learning and taking in everything in. So, um, yeah. 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 Where do you see yourself in five, ten years? Or what, what are your goals, Tom? What, what do you want to do? So I've got, I've kind of got a, um, a short-term and a long-term goals. Mm -hmm. um, I've kind of said to myself by the age of 32 I want to be well established a well established assistant um, I've, got, I've got the mindset of be patient try and take in as much as you can and when the opportunity arises then you're going to take it um, so I'm just trying to surround myself with people that I can bounce knowledge ideas off and set myself up in that aspect it's wise it's the well, my opinion that's partially because that's the way that i did it yeah. um, i was patient and passed on opportunities that i didn't feel were I the right ones so i think i think i've been very very fortunate to surround myself and be and work under people that have had that mentality so it's kind of rubbed off on mm -hmm. me. So, but yeah, that's that's the plan, and I'm sticking to it. That's so. <laughs> I can tell you're steadfast. <laughs> I can. Yeah. So, obviously, we talked about the hand watering, the moisture management mm -hmm. on the greens, and um, what are some of your specialties out here? Just when it's not tournament week, just in the normal flow of, of so, Quail Hollow Club. So, because a lot of talent on this crew. That's what I've noticed. Yeah, you know, is, and it's there is it's um, it's. I'm curious how it all kind of fits together. So the assistants are, are absolutely phenomenal. Um, Robert runs the crew, day-to-day -day running the crew. Um, Frankie's been in the, in the cam room, running the cam room. And Kevin's been running the, the tournament builder, mm -hmm. um, any irrigation and all that. But then there's cars, there's, those are the assistants. And there's three AITs. There's myself, there's Noah, and there's Carson. Now, Carson is an absolute wizard when it comes to projects, when it comes to irrigation, when it comes to suburbs. He is, for his age, I mean, he's 23 years old, and 
I am blown away every single time I'm with him of his knowledge. And, I mean, that guy is an absolute ox. He is a workaholic. Um, and I love being with him. Where's he at? we got to get him on here. I know. we, we got we to get him. In fact, I think he's just walked in the room. So that's him. That's, that's Carson. I don't think he'll come on, though. Mm. He's just he's just awakened from his slumber, so I want to pick his brain. Yeah, I'm in, um, I, I want to I want to dig into that irrigation a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a wizard yeah, with that. Yeah, huh? um, but yeah, I, I love being with him because yeah. uh, I, I pick things up, um, and then Noah's Noah's helping run the crew with with Robert, dare to dare stuff, you know, dare to collection. Um, just getting staff in the in the right places, so then we can succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then myself, I'm I'm very I'm very into details. So as I drive around whilst I'm doing my job, you know, I'll be picking up, I'll be writing things down. The little detail stuff is the biggest thing, and I, I relay that back to all the assistants, Keith, uh, and say, hey, we we need to get on this or hey, we need to do this ASAP, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I've done a lot in the cam room, um, a lot of spraying. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of yeah, just all round right yep. now. So. That's good. you got to get a taste of everything. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, the cam room, that, that takes a while. It takes I um, mean, um, there's a lot to going on in there. Hey, especially when, when the units of measurement are completely <laughs> different from what I grew up with. You see, yep, yep. you're you're a metric so, man, aren't you? Yeah, but no, I've uh, I've I've turned it all around. Um, it's like a new language. Yep. So you just gotta blank that out and start fresh. Yep. I dabble in. I'm dabbling both, but yeah. it's um, older I get, the more. The more the metric system makes sense to me, though. <laughs> Maybe that's because my math skills are declining. <laughs> oh, oh man! But um, well, thank you for coming on. I no. wanted to get wanted to get you on, and um, for those people out there listening, um, keep an eye on Tom. He's thank you on the rise for sure. Um, I really, really appreciate it, yep. and, and thank you for being out here this week. Yeah, um, we been really, fun. Really appreciate you. Yeah, this taking is, your time. Th- yeah, this has been good to get a bunch of this on tape because got to document this greatness oh yeah people well, need a little greatness, taste greatness has a home it is and that's why we're here and that's why we're going to document it tom Brilliant. thank you thank best you. of luck thank you carson shaw ait quill hollow club that's right that's me irrigation specialist something like that i know how to dig a hole <laughs> you know it's important to dig a big enough hole isn't it <laughs> yeah sometimes makes it a lot easier doesn't it they say that i I believe that yeah i agree i believe that but as turf grass managers and you know we want as small as hole as possible because we don't want to have to put much back do we that's right and you know the bigger the hole the bigger the 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 bigger the um finish work that's right right i wouldn't imagine you guys have a lot of major irrigation issues out here uh we're pretty lucky we don't have many failures as far as pipes breaking yep every once in a while that'll happen it's mostly just pilot valves, foot valves getting stuck open or easy fixes that can be done yeah. during the day. You get some stickers then, huh? Yeah, yep. once in a while. Number 12. 12's our worst hole. If something's stuck on, that's where you need to go check. Number 12. Which is real. I'm assuming the pump station's over there by the dam, right? Yep, it's yep. on the dam. I, I spotted it. Yep. Um, 
That's something I'm always looking for. We're going to go into that, too. But oh, yeah. So it's pretty 12s close to the pump station, so yeah. the start of the line. So yeah, that's how a lot of golf courses yeah. are, Carson. You know, problem holes are problem holes, right, for one reason or the other. Well, that's right. Yep. I've dealt with a few stickers in my time. <laughs> um, the pump station. You go in there much? Uh, one of us goes in there every morning and every afternoon. Yep. We, um, we clear it out in the morning and afternoon to make sure nothing's stuck on. And we have to keep track of water usage to report to city of Charlotte. Yep. Your, what is your water source? Uh, we pull from the lake. Yep. Um, we've got two wells that feed that, one behind 18 Green that flows down that creek. Yep. And then the big one is down on 13. Pushes straight from the dam. It's like 500 gallons a minute, I think. Yeah, you can see that coming out right there. Yeah, so right. we've got that overflowing right now to feed water into 13 Creek. Yep, just to keep those features going. Yep, yep. So the pump station itself does not have to run either one of those water features. Well, actually, so leading up to the tournament, we run the well on 18, and then about Wednesday we crank up. We have an irrigation source that will feed 18 Creek. That way the water's dyed and treated. Mm-hmm. So we'll turn that on in the mornings, turn it back off in the afternoon. I think yesterday we pumped like 190,000 gallons through it. Yeah, which is really just recycling. It's it. just recycling. Yeah, yeah, it's going right back in. Yeah. We're not, we're not losing that water. Not wasting water. No, we don't do. Yeah, Quail Hollow would never do that. No. This is, it's uh, you could tell it's a well irrigated golf course. We try our best. I mean, yeah. it, it does a good job, but you can't beat a good rain. No, you can't. Nothing not. makes me happier than a good rain when it's <laughs> so, dry. So you go down there, and um, is that part of your normal routine is to go down and check the pump house? Uh, one of the assistants or, yeah. or I will we'll go down there. We turn the acid off at night. So we got um new acid injection installed probably a year ago or so. Mm-hmm. We've got terrible water here. Okay. So we're treating with acid, and uh, sure enough, we did have a break on 16 one night and ran probably half million gallons or so. And wasted about a tote of acid. So that's when we decided we were going to turn the acid off at night if we're not running water. Right. Um, turn it back on in the morning. Sure. In case we need to. What are, the, what are some of the issues with the water? Uh, high pH? Really high pH. I, yep. I think we're at like an 8.2. Okay. Um, a lot of bicarbonates and salt. Mm-hmm. So if you go look at, Keith and I were looking at some the water feature on 18, and you can see the, the water level in the rocks because of the bicarbonates. Yeah, I've stained them white. Wow. So yeah, you know, most people up here in the Piedmont don't really deal with that. Most, you know, most around here have pretty decent water sources, don't they? I, I thought so, but not us. Yep. Well, um, I don't know. <laughs> you might go across the street, and it could be good water. Yeah, that's right. interesting. Yeah. How how much storage is in the the pond there on the Green Mile? Do you know? I couldn't tell you. You know how many acres it is? Nope. Okay. It's a lot. So we drained it when the, the pump house is new. That got built in twenty. Beginning of 21, I believe, or end of 2020. So we drained the, dropped the lake down level below the, the inflow to the yep. deep well. And there's still plenty of water when you get past that. Gotcha. It's enough water that I don't think we'd ever have to worry about running out. Sure. We might drop it down a little bit and it doesn't look great, but. Yeah, but you got the wells out. to recharge it. Yeah. That's and right. a good rain, it captures a lot of water. A lot of water. Yep. Now, the, the new pump station, that's exciting to me. Oh, yeah. So, what brand? Flowtronics. Flowtronics. Yep. From okay. Pro Pump. Pro Pump and Controls. Mm-hmm. Three mains or two? Two mains and a jockey. I think it's two, two hundreds and a fifty jockey. And a fifty jockey and then a five horse PM pump. Uh, I don't know the horsepower on that. Okay, there is a PM pump though too, yes. right? Yes. Okay. 
So like when your the jockey comes on when you're hand watering or just watering greens and yep. spray applications and yep. stuff. That's right. You got good isolation out here. Uh, we have great isolation. Greens, tees, fairways, um, mainline valves, every practically every hole, every other hole. So yeah, that makes your job easier. A lot easier. It's <laughs> especially I mean having just a fairway loop or a, and a, a T loop, being able to cut off and isolate that, and still having water everywhere else is nice. Yeah, it is. A lot of Toro heads out there. All Toro. Yep. What kind most of, of them are most of them are just plain Jane eight fifty five S, and then we've got infinities around the greens. Mm-hmm. Some of the new construction holes have infinities on the fairways. Um, big fan of the infinities. Yep, they're they're nice. Yeah. I saw y'all got a good stash of old six nineties down there behind the barn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are valuable, man. There's like three. <laughs> 750s out here on 17. Okay. That are still running. Uh, well, no, actually, it's two now. I replaced one. One got ran over during the build for the President's Cup. So, Well, let's talk about that. So when the build's going out, there, I mean, there has to be some irrigation catastrophes every once in a while, yeah. right? I mean, you just can't be pounding this many stakes in the ground around yeah. here without something happening. So, so Kevin ran the build this year, and props to him. He, he got away. I say he got two pipes hit. He's saying one. One was a, a nine-inch nail got drove through a freshwater line, but he had yep. it painted. Yep. Second one was probably about a week ago over on 17. They they drove a stake, clipped a, a rough pipe or two-and-a-half-inch pipe. So you all try to go out and mark everything before yeah. they put up the infrastructure. Yep. Is that but part of your job, That's Carson? Kevin. So whoever's in charge of the build has to do that. Is, is tracking and, and managing the guys that are doing the build. Um, yeah. That's just how it works with them. Yeah, just locating. Yep. Yep. He's out there with an amp probe and a, a pipe horn. Yeah. Making noises. Yeah, that would that would I'd lose sleep at night if I had to deal with that. I think it's nerve wracking. It is. It's very. It, yep, I've had a lot of weddings in my career at a place that I was at, and had a few of those tent suppliers come up and and do oh, some yeah. things. And you know, it's always on Friday afternoon. And oh yeah, that's the deal. So you want to leave, but you don't want to leave. Yep, exactly. Keep the valve key handy. Yep. <laughs> so do you? Are you involved with the programming of the irrigation? Yeah, scheduling I'm, at night and everything. Or I'm yep. usually the one that does that. If I'm not here. One of the assistants would do it on the weekend or so, but I like to, I like to do it every time. That way, I know what's going on, and and there's no guesswork, you know. You all, I saw y'all have links. We do have links. Yep, you got a lot of programs, don't yeah. you? Yeah. You, you like that part? Uh, well, we just we play around with it. We've got our normal threes and four program. We will run three on fairways, four on rough, and so we run three on greens. And then last Wells Fargo in 21, we went through a dry spell of. It seemed like two months without rain. It may have only been one month, but uh, we're in there thinking, how are we going to get more water out? We can run a six-minute shot, but are we just going to puddle everything? I was like, well, we'll just make an instant program yep. of all the dry heads. We'll run a normal three and four shot and then run another three to six minutes through a dry program. See how that works out. So that ended up working very well running. I mean, sometimes we're running half a million gallons at night just trying to keep up and then oh, yeah. whatever run during the day. Yeah. But um, there's all sorts of stuff in there that – there's a program for running geese off. Um, that was made by Shane, the old superintendent. Or it may have been Mike Stell. Yeah. I'll give Stell some credit. That's, uh, yeah, that's that instant program feature on that works well. Yeah. I use that a lot, too. I had a lot of programs, and I used to use mine for watering and fertilizer yep. and stuff that I put out in the day, just the holes that I did or, yep. or um, different things. And we, you know, just... I always had a dry greens program where yep. just the dry heads would run, and you know you can. Um, that's uh, that's an important um, 
part of what we do, and you're very fortunate in your journey being an AIT having the opportunity to do that. That's going to set you up well for the future, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's been good to me here. I've had a lot of guys that I've learned from throughout my career in different places, and being here, I mean, Quail Hall is always doing construction. I'm sure you know that. I do. A lot of pipes moving. If something gets built, it might get changed in a year or two, so you're always on your toes, but that's the best way to learn. You problem solve and figure out a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Oh, yeah. So special projects kind of, is, I heard, is in your, your, your envelope as well, yeah. right? It's kind of been my thing. If Give me a Mini X or a skid steer or a shovel. I could, I'll get it done, whatever you want. You like running equipment? Yeah. Do you, you all have a Mini X here? We don't. So yeah. We need to talk Keith into buy us one. I've been yeah. trying to for a couple of years now. That's a handy tool. We got a backhoe. So I saw back, it. The old backhoe works pretty good. Uh, that's not what I call an old backhoe. No, she's not. No, that thing is, um, that's on point. Yeah. I could show you some old backhoes. <laughs> <laughs> They're older than you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so no skid steer either. We do have a skid steer. Oh, you yeah. do have a skid steer? It's yep. parked around here somewhere. Yep. You like to get on there and just move a little dirt around, don't you? Every once in a while. Yep. There's the mine. It does. It does. So how'd you get how'd you get into this? Turf industry. Yeah. Let's see. I when I, right after high school I went to NC State, the two year Ag Institute program. Mm-hmm. I started off as Ag Business Management major. Um, after my first year I was doing an internship at the uh, extension office in Iredell County where I'm from. I enjoyed it, but I wasn't a desk man. I couldn't. I didn't like being in the office all day. So, looking at in my desk job, I'm like, hmm, what am I doing instead of this? Because this isn't going to work. So I'm I'm scrolling through. At the time, I was already mowing yards, and I've always been the the kid in the family. I had three, two other brothers that is mowing the yard. So, so man, I might give a turf grass a try. Like I can add turf grass to my my program it's not going to give me that much more time at school it kind of goes hand in hand with ag business so let's give it a shot so i added turf grass management um after another year of that i did an internship at eagle point in wilmington oh yeah so i spent three months down there who was superintendent then sean had just got there sean was there i think he he got there in february i was there in may may to august um i was like man i'm gonna give this golf course thing a try if I like it, I'll stick with it. If not, I'll go try athletic fields or I'll go back to doing to, uh, landscaping and home yards. And um, after an internship, I was like, man, this, this is a pretty good gig. So I went back to school to finish out my last year. I was working at Carolina Country Club in Raleigh part-time while I was in school. And then um, right before I graduated, like a week before graduation, came here and started working as an intern. Um, that was right when Kyle. middle of COVID. That's Kyle over there yep. at, at Carolina Country Club, yep. right? Kyle's yep. the director and Scott was the uh, superintendent. Yeah, that's a cool spot. Yeah. I've had the pleasure of, of playing that place. That's an awesome track. It is, yeah. And Eagle Point is too. The oh, yeah. only other course to host the Wells Fargo. That's right. I was actually at that year. So this is not my first experience at the Wells Fargo, just at Quail Hollow. So, um, yeah, um, Sean's a great guy, too. I'm yes, sure he, he was a, a good one to, to observe and learn under as well. Absolutely. That whole staff over there is awesome. Yeah. Still friends with a lot of them today. Yep. I uh, have known some people that have worked there over the years. Yep. Um, had an opportunity to play that one several times as well. It's, it's a good one. It is. That's an awesome cool. place to live, dude. Spend a summer and just yeah. 10 minutes from the beach. Yeah. That, that was awesome. It is. 
Yep. I like Porter's Neck right across yep. the street there. Another good track. Man, so you're um, well on your way then, aren't you? Yeah. I was, a, I was an intern for three or four months, I guess, and the opportunity arose for me to become an AIT, so I accepted that and been in AIT since then and then kind of took over the irrigation role couple years ago two years ago maybe yep um just kind of ran with it what are you doing this week uh i'm floating around the front nine helping out robert and frank i've been helping the bunker guys of past two days i've mowed a green in the morning then dropped my trailer then go help the bunker guys i just floating around wherever the week leak is push the blowers along and just yeah just kind of help everybody out swing man that's right you gotta make the the time crunch i'm partial to the front nine crew myself so I've, this is my first year on the front nine. Really? It's my, I guess, my third tournament here, and I've always been on the back. So yeah, it's really two separate worlds when it comes to the to the, <laughs> no the program, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I stick with the front nine. So I've seen you out there. Yep, I probably drive around like a chicken with a head cut off, but it's all right. That's what you're supposed hey, to do. It's fun. Yeah, gotta putting gotta, out fires. Gotta have people like you and Frankie and and Robert out there coordinating and. You know, just like you said, mowing greens in the morning, whatever it takes. Yep. You gotta, you gotta fill in and and get it done. It's a tight time schedule out there. That's right. Yep. You gotta be off seven by seven. Yes, or six fifty actually. It used yep. to be seven. Yeah, this, the weekend changes a little bit though, right? Yeah. Everybody goes off number one, so yeah. Um, half the players were let, you know, so that'll yeah, once the they fun. make the cut, it's it's yeah. smooth sailing from there. It is. Well, man. We appreciate you coming on. Awesome. Uh, I'm glad cool. I got to pick your brain a little bit. I heard, you're, I heard you were the man behind the scenes with the irrigation, and ah. that's near and dear to my heart. So, And we've covered a, a, almost every aspect of the operation, and so I wanted to get you in here. So thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Keep up the good work, and um, hope everything goes well the rest of the week and with your career. So Absolutely. Like you're on the rise as well. Appreciate it. And keep Tom straight, all right? Yeah. Hey, we like to say he's Irish. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so if you see Tom around, man, that's an Irish, angry Irish man. What's going on with him? <laughs> All right, bud. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate yep. it. Okay. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Be on the lookout for the next episode of Pulling Weeds coming out soon. For more information on the Carolinas GCSA, please visit our website at www.carolinasgcsa.org or call our office at 864-843-1150.